Hey everybody, it's Jake, and uh, I'm not alone in the basement. I'm actually at my mom's house in the living room. <laughs> As today we celebrate Thanksgiving. And how else do you celebrate Thanksgiving but talking to one of the top Russian deathmatch wrestlers, Alex Nabiev. <laughs> Uh, this one should be really fun. Uh, this is actually the first international person I get to talk to, and uh, we couldn't have picked someone better. Uh, a person who's pretty active, actually, on a lot of the Deathmatch Facebook groups. And uh, just an overall funny dude who does a lot of crazy things halfway across the world from, from us. So, uh, you know the deal by now. Uh, in, like, two seconds, I will be back, and we'll be talking to Alexander Nabiev. Hi right, everybody, we are back, and uh, let me see, out of my month of trying to learn Russian on Duolingo, if I still know anything, uh, Privyet Gospodin Nabiev. Yeah. Privyet, <laughs> Thank you, alright, we know some. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, I know it is uh, it's eight hours ahead of us where you are in Russia, and I just uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with us today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, so uh, I actually have, I guess, the, the opening question. I usually don't ask people how they, you know, got exposed to wrestling or how they found it because I know in a lot of places uh, wrestling, you know, has had this long history. But I know in the case of Russia, uh, you know, New Japan was the first one to run a show in the Soviet Union in like 89. I know FMW did some shows, I think, in 91. So, how were you first exposed to professional wrestling? Uh, actually, wrestling in Russia has some strange history because before USSR uh, became like USSR, you know, like communist country and all stuff. Before uh, Second World War, it's like wrestling uh, joined in Russia, and it's called it was called like circus wrestling or French wrestling or catch wrestling, you know, like old school stuff, so uh, in Russia, so wrestling grew, but we saw the Second World War, and after that, uh, it was like, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but it was like enemy sport or some shit, you know what I mean? So it was like, not like communist style of sport. And uh, yeah, first show was like in Japan and Russia, and uh, F&W did show in Far East, in Russia, I'm actually surprised it's not because it's like far, far away from the central part of Russia, so it's like Siberia or some shit, it's really impressive. But uh, in Russia, we have like IWF, on Russian it's called MPR, it's like first federation in our country. It was founded in 2002, like from the small uh, promotion, like Petyadis promotion. It was the first one in Russia. Uh, so since 2002, uh, it, it became bigger and bigger. And in 2008, I suppose, they had a TV slot. Uh, so I watched TV when I was in elementary school and accidentally found IWF on TV. It's like our promotion in Moscow. And I was hooked since then. And before, like, TV classified of web, I watched uh, WWF, WWE, uh, for a little bit on TV, because in Russia we had, like, WWF on the TV, but not for a long time. 
Okay, yeah, and uh, I like how you mentioned, you know, pre-World War II, because uh, I think a lot of people kind of forget that, um, like, Hackenschmidt, uh, even though he was Estonian, it was still part of the Russian Empire, and, you know, one of the the first world champion of, of catch wrestling. So, Russia has had a lot of importance in the history of pro wrestling evolving into what it is today. Yeah, and you know, we had like I, Ivan Padjubli or Ivan the Terrible, it's like a great Russian wrestler to go like at the end of 19th century. And he wrestled in like Boston, like New York and USA. You can Google it and you can see like documentary movie about him. It's a great, a big man. And uh, I know you mentioned IWF. Uh, I actually follow them on YouTube. I've known about them for years. I remember, uh, I think it was just on one of the Pro Wrestling Torrents site. I don't know if it was Pro Wrestling Torrents or Extreme Wrestling Torrents. Coming across uh, a couple of their events. Uh, I think it was one, uh, El Generico, Sami Zayn worked. And that was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of like, international stars. El Generico, even Shane McMahon. Was like in there in 2006, but he was like a guest star, not a Yeah, so it's it, it's awesome to see this evolution of of the Russian wrestling and now how there's you know more feds popping up here and there. Um, but is is pro wrestling more of a Western Russia thing? Is it is it actually like involved in like the Central Russia or Far East Russia? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's only the Central part. So like uh, on Siberia, like Far East, like when F&W did the show, there's no wrestling at all. So it's only the, like European part, Central part, you know, like North Coast and Petersburg, like the biggest cities here. Yeah, like I can't imagine someone having a show today in Irkutsk. I, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to travel there, you know. I've never been there, but I, I'd like to travel. Actually, uh, I'm living in Nizhnyovet. It's like near the North Coast, like four hours uh, to North Coast on the train. And uh, when shows at the St. Petersburg, like second uh, big city here, I travel like uh, 20, 22 hours in one way. So like from my city to St. Petersburg. So I suppose from my city to Irkut will be like seven days or like five days, I don't know. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's good, though, to hear that it is, at least there's a hotbed. There's a place where people can go and see it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> now it's like five uh, promotions, five federations uh, here in Russia, and everything like in Central Park. Oh, all right. I, I know of three. I know of IWF, I know of NWW, and I know of VWA. And also like NSW, it's uh, that is bigger than VWA and NWW. It's like the second one after IWA. Oh, okay. So there was like guys from Europe, from Germany, and uh, I forget. I called Cabana was there like NSW. Oh, okay. And also I forget the name. A few international stars as well. All right. Um, now, when you were, were first starting to watch, who were some of your first favorite wrestlers? Uh, 
actually, I like in IWS because I was like a kid, like elementary school guy, when I watched for the first time it. So I was a fan of local guys here, like Ivan Markov, Wakmati, local, I don't know if you heard about him, I was a fan of him, of his work. And after IWF, I started to watch CZW uh, and IWA Mixed So I was a big fan of John Bendy, Ian Rotten, Metro Butcher, Madman Ponder. Metro Butcher and Madman Ponder gave a big, huge fucking influence to me. And I think, like, Metro Butcher is the best goer of 21 century. Uh, uh, I don't know if you uh, just recently saw... Uh, that Necro Butcher is going to have his return match actually in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match for yeah, man. It's, it's great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, that that should be actually a really fun one. I'm I'm hoping maybe I'll have a chance to actually go see that. Uh, I talked to Brad here and there, and he's a he's a great dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Necro Butcher's work. I recently booked his match in Australia. I mean, I buy it uh, online and. His uh, matches from 2019 in uh, MLW Japan. I mean, like, there's his, um, I forget how to pronounce it in English, his name. Uh, Shadow WS, I suppose that would be right. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's uh, now, you know, popped up with uh, Onita's new FMWE. He's has a central role in that. Yeah, yeah. I thought he's like some kind of uh, Mr. Pogren's fire gimmick or something. Yeah. That was great, like the fire stuff and all that shit, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, what is it about pro wrestling that has kept you a fan of it? Actually, I suppose violence, because first much I uh, saw, uh, I mean, like, I remember it, and first much that I remember, and first much that I saw, like, two from the beginning to the end, it was like IWF match, and one guy broke his arm during the match and another guy had a lot of blood on his face and uh, like I was I, I don't know like seven years old or something and I thought damn what kind of beast are they are you know like one of the guys is like full of blood and another has a broken arm and I thought what the fuck how how can we survive it how can we still fight me and it was crazy it, like shocked me you know yeah I get that and after I saw CZW and IWM stuff, I thought it's a new, different level of brutality. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was for real, you know? Like, after I saw one guy in a blood and another you know, guy with broken arm, and after, I, after that I saw, like, 100 light tubes, left everywhere, barbed wire, like, extreme stuff from the high spots and all that shit. It was, oh, I can't understand. I couldn't understand how we can not to die during all this stuff, because I was just a kid and, you know, like a little bruise on my knee or like a little slice in my, um, you know, arm, it was terrible for me. And they were all sliced up and uh, they were all bloody and still lead each other to the flames and fighting and rolling. It was like unbelievable, you know. I always showed the clips and matches to all my classmates and they all said to me that I'm fucking crazy and that's not normal to watch this because it's not justified it's some kind of, uh, I don't know, a horror movie or uh, snuff video, you know. Yeah. It was really crazy and uh, I was the only one who liked it. Uh, like my best friends, they saw it with me. I always, I all the time show them 
like CW cleats, IWA cleats, and we just thought it's like, it's just crazy, we like it, but they never hooked on it, you know? So we just, we just like watched the like car crash on the internet and move on, you know? And I was hooked and I did it and always watched more and more and more, you know, it's just, I, I totally get it. I was uh, I was one of the first ones of my friends to to watch death matches. I was uh, going through. I, I think I was going through a store, and uh, I saw one of the FMW tapes, and I bought it, and that was that was the start from then on, you know. And then uh, one of my friends bought a CZW tape, and I think it was I think it was Lobo and Zandig, one of theirs, and. You just you just Legendary. keep going from there. <laughs> yes, yes, man. I I can't uh, like imagine the feeling to have a CZW tape in my hands. You know, it's like some I don't know miracle or something because I all uh, all the time I watch it like online. You know. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> so, what was it that made you decide? Okay. I want to be a pro wrestler. Uh, since I'm 14 years old, I always plan to uh, move to North School so I can properly train, you know. I never did a backyard like before I started training, actually. Uh, sometimes we did shows in backyard in my city because we couldn't find find the venue because of, like, blood and gore and life like mercury in it and all the problems. But uh, I always planned to move to North School to train in IWF. But I uh, was like only 14 and uh, can't afford it, you know. And actually, you can start training in Russia after 18 years old. So uh, after like 70 years old in my city, uh, with a little bit help from IWF, was opened a new federation called Coffee Pizza Wrestling. And uh, actually, I found them after they already did three shows, and I never heard about them. And this was, and after I found uh, that Gothic Wrestling is open in my city, I was so happy, and very, I was very, very fucking happy. And I just came to their show, and my first thought was, uh, all my life, I wanted to do it. And it's the time. It's like the perfect time, because now I... Uh, don't need to move to North School, like, uh, from another city, you know, it's problematic, uh, like, money, financial stuff. And now I can train in Coffee City Wrestling. There were, like, guys who wrestled in IWF, who had experience, and there were, like, athletic guys, and uh, I started training at uh, Coffee City Wrestling. I've actually like, seen... For, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, I was going to say, actually, I've seen some of your matches from Gorky City Wrestling on YouTube. I don't know why I didn't think, no, think of that until just now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of watching from Gothic City because I started there. Uh, and after like six months um, or four months, like training in there, uh, I was like a referee during the training. Uh, and uh, after my debut, uh, I started to wrestle only in Gothic City. And after a few years, I debuted in every Russian Federation. I think it's... Oh, sorry. I was just saying... I I think it's funny that because in uh, in America, that's also a normal thing, too, that while you're training, you're used as a referee. 
So I kind of think that's a, a fun parallel that it happens in America and happens in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the classical independent wrestling stuff, you know? Yeah. Because what that means a lot of people, like uh, backstage helpers, like staff, uh, ring announcers and all this stuff. And um, not every time they have a lot of people. And because, you know, money and time. And in Russia, it's not popular at all. So they need as much people as they and uh, I was a referee like for four months or six. I don't remember now. <laughs> but it's it's still a, a good way to learn because even when you're still training, you're you're getting ring time, you're getting familiar with how things work, you're you're understanding timing. Being a referee before you can actually have some of your first matches, I think, is a helpful tool. Yeah, actually, it's a great experience. This is a, a, a question that uh, I'm actually pretty interested in. Is how is pro wrestling viewed in Russia? Because uh, I'm assuming that it's not as mainstream as it is in America or maybe some other uh, Western European countries. Yeah, it's not mainstream at all. Like uh, most of the people here don't understand the pro wrestling that, and uh, most of the people here in hate pro wrestling. And because they think it's fake, you know, uh, they hate it. Uh, like, because USA survey, it was, like, forbidden. Uh, and now some people still hate it. And actually, we have a lot of fans who just uh, don't support independent wrestling here, don't support local wrestling here. So uh, a lot of fans here only watch the WWE, you know, like, AEW, and like mainstream fans, like the biggest promotion. And it's kind of crazy because they can see the Russians leave, like it's a local show here, but they decided to watch it online so they can see it. It's fucking awful, actually. Yeah, and uh, I think it's important, no matter where you are in this world, to support independent wrestling. If you're, yeah. if, if you're where I am in uh, a small part of upstate New York, uh, where uh, we're lucky enough to have a couple indies, you know, that that's luck here, kind of uh, where you are, where there's not many. So you need to support these these places, because if you don't support them, then they won't survive. Yeah, but most of the people don't understand it, or understand it when it's, like, too late, because uh, some local fairs could be closed because of, uh, you know, money problems. Yeah, that actually pisses me off sometimes. And and that that's that's kind of sad to hear because I I get that because it wasn't allowed for so long that it might take time to gain popularity. But at the same time, it also gives you guys to put your unique twist on wrestling. You get to make pro wrestling Russian, and that. Yeah, yeah for some reason why they would only choose to watch a more American product when it wasn't allowed for so long, you'd feel like they'd want to support 
what was homegrown and not what's being, you know, sent to them from America. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually, like, because wrestling here is only in a tender part of Russia, I think that's the problem, too, because a lot of people from far away from central part couldn't afford to move here to watch show or couldn't afford to move here to train. And that's actually kind of difficult, too, but we have what we have, you know? Yeah, and that's actually a good point that, you know, maybe they don't have the opportunities to kind of get into wrestling there like they would if they were in other places. You know, like I travel for 20 hours one way to just like, you know, fight on the show. And some people can't like to move their asses for like four hours to watch it, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of crazy too and disappointed too. Yeah. Because uh, like yesterday I had a guy who messaged me and said if he wanted to like valid, you know, like the manager to the ring. Yep. And I asked him if he ready to travel, like uh, for at least four, four hours one way, like from my city to Norco. So he said it's like uh, too long street and like uh, too, uh, too big money for it, you know, and uh, he was against it. And that was like disappointing to me because like only if you couldn't um, go like Oh, wow, one way, why the fuck you want to be someone in this business, like manager or wrestler? Yeah, and uh, like that's a thing in America, uh, the term doing the drives, because there's uh, a lot of places where we have to travel far. Like uh, if I want to go see ICW uh, No Holds Barred when they're in Jersey, that's a four hour, five hour drive for me. Uh, I know guys like uh, John Wayne Murdoch and Akira and the Rejects and them, when they they sometimes do eight, ten-hour drives with uh, Sean P. Shout out to Sean P. I know he listens. So it's it's a thing that if you really want this, sometimes you have to do these long rides, four, five, six, twelve hours, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah that's the dedication. You know, it's rough something. You can do it all for it. If you have a dream, if you want to be something in this sport, you should travel, and uh, you don't need to be concerned about the money all the time. You need to work on your skills, on your body, you know. And it's like a, it's like a huge sport and a huge business, and if you can't go for a long ride for four hours one way, I think you shouldn't do something in this business, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now... What made you want to do a deathmatch? Was it just from watching deathmatch wrestling when you were first found it? Did you just immediately be like, I want to do this? I always was like interested how the feel, the feeling from like right to to the hat. And uh, it, I think everybody who watched deathmatches thinking about it. How the feel and how it would be and all that stuff. And uh, since I started training in uh, Gothic City, I thought uh, that my dream to a death match actually because I never seen it in uh, Russia. Like I saw a few hardcore matches with blood and and the pictures, but I never saw something like white dude, got to play, you know, all that crazy shit. And I thought I wanna be, I wanna do it. Not because I will be the first one, but I just wanna do it. 
I want to people of because we have some fans of Ultravalence so of death matches here in Russia. I wanted them to see it leave, you know. To I want them to feel uh, that feeling from my uh, death match when you at the crowd and watch it. Serge and I always wanted to do a death match. It was my dream, man. Yeah, I I get that, and and you're right. There is something about seeing them live that is just yeah, yeah, this amazing. And now, if if pro wrestling in Russia isn't that popular already, then where does deathmatch wrestling fit in that? Is is that even less popular? Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, people who don't know about pro wrestling. Uh, I mean, people who don't know shit about pro wrestling here. Uh, if you're gonna show them uh, the regular uh, classic wrestling match, they're gonna say that shit is fake. And if you show someone who never saw pro wrestling or hated it, if you're gonna show him a death match, uh, then like regular people, they will be shocked, you know, because Russian people sometimes are fucking crazy, fucking angry, and they like violence, you know. Yeah. We have like fighting on the street all the time. We have like cold weather. And we have like uh, cheap vodka, so people like violence and blood here. And uh, I thought that it's the way uh, to be popular in Russia to be more popular here. Because you can't say it that much at stage, you know? No. You can't say shit that much when you saw it. Because you can uh, even like smell the blood uh, by your own nose when you see it leave, you know? So a lot of people here, uh, like that much is. Uh, in pro wrestling community here, uh, more uh, less popular, you know. But in general, like people not from the wrestling community, if they have a chance to watch uh, that match, they will see into the show. If you know what I'm talking about right now, because maybe she took my fucking language, but like less popular in community of pro wrestling, but more popular in general. Yeah, I get so, that. From the street, sometimes when we had a show on the street, you know, people that uh, from the street was cute. Like we saw white tubes, everybody here afraid of white tubes. Like everyone says it's a mercury in it, you're gonna die, you're gonna break it, you know. And when people see someone broke a white tube over someone's head, immediately this guy is cute. Because it's something scary and uh, beyond the line of understanding of like what human body can do. Yeah, and I love that you put it because that's exactly kind of how I mentioned it, that, you know, some people will say, oh, pro wrestling's fake. So you show them a death match. You can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake someone taking a gusset plate and putting it on someone's forehead or their chest and then hammering it in and then the blood pouring out. There's no, there's no way you could put a blood capsule in there or you could put fake blood just underneath something. That's real. Yeah, you know, we had like, some funny stories, and I had my first death match in Tokyo City Wrestling. You can watch it on YouTube. We used the box starter, like Bad Bile Board, and all that shit, like Cheese Grater. And me and Alex Stacey Street, we did a really bloody match. It was like one of the bloodiest matches in Russia. And there were a few people in the crowd, like in a front row, and uh, after the show, uh, I heard that uh, some of them said that we had a blood capsule under our skin, you know. So already it was fucked up with blood. You can smell it. 
got shut down because of what? I, I mean, we just um, had to have to move away because of what? And, what? Oh, and wow. anyway, in the crowd, there were people who said that we had like black couples under our skin. The shit is crazy. It's like stupidity. Fucking stupidity, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, this is one uh, a question I love to ask Deathmatch wrestlers. What is the one weapon that you just hate, that you don't want to use it, that you just, you hate seeing it? Well, actually, I like to see everything, but uh, to hate something like Duke, or to use, uh, that's a good question, man. Actually, I hate letters, because I, I think you saw my boat from the letter, and I almost broke my chest, and... My knees, it was funny, but it was uh, like very fucking painful, so a little bit I hate players. Okay. Uh, I know in America, one of the, the ones they don't like a lot is carpet strips because uh, it hurts yeah, yeah. really bad, but it doesn't really give a good visual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I never took carpet strips. Uh, it would be interesting for me to took it, to use it in the match to. If you somebody, but uh, I never just I never saw it in Russia. Yeah. Like when I saw this for the first time, uh, like from USA, I was wondering what is this? Like what type of street is? Like I I understand how to use it, like to the type of street like for carpets and all that but I never saw it in Japan or Europe. I even don't remember it in Canada. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's a us thing. But then, you know, I love seeing your matches where you're headbutting dudes with cinder blocks and breaking them. I, I just love that visual. <laughs> Man, that one was fucking hurt. You know, Russian cinder blocks, um, <laughs> sometimes uh, they look differently from the USA cinder blocks. And actually, everything here looks fucking differently, like chairs and tables. And uh, even we don't have a proper license here, most of all. Uh, but you know, cinderblocks in Russia, if even they look weak sometimes, the shit is really fucking painful. I have a picture of my forehead just uh, right after the match, and it was like blood fucking, you know, bruised all over my forehead. Oh. That was fucking horrible. I can like tell you the speak. It was really like, damn, like concussion at its finest. Uh, what is the worst injury you've had wrestling? Uh, uh, actually, I had a few, but uh, I think the worst one is uh, the burns, like two and short degree burns I had. Uh, I don't know, I had like the most insane marks, and I just made them cross, much, and I used the guitar, like fire guitar at the end. And uh, I used a lot of gasoline, uh, and uh, my computer uh, just exploded, you know. And uh, actually, when I put gasoline inside of that heater, uh, it was like uh, from heater, uh, gasoline from heater covered on my leg. That was bad And then I used the water, and it just fucking fire and exploded, and uh, my feet. It was completely burned. Oh. And I was in the hospital for a month 
Lapper, I reached from hospital. Uh, I couldn't walk for like another month. Oh my god. Because I had to steal from the surgery. It was really, really fucking painful. Uh, I had a lot of photos and videos on my page. Um, it's like my car looks like a, like I'm from the meat stranger, you know? Oh. Because uh, the skin from my uh, foot, uh, it was like completely rent, you know? Oh. So, the patient was like 40 minutes, and it was like full surgery, you know? Jeez. So, I have skin from my dig, uh, dig, I, I don't know how to call it, part of the leg. It was like uh, transplant to my foot. Okay. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, I, I can tell you that it's the most fucking painful shit I ever had and the most uh, dangerous injury I had now. And you still wrestle barefoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah most of the matches I'm barefoot, like even it's a bad match, a classic match. It's like a tribute to the necro butchers. I, I was and wondering that. Yeah, 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 and I'm like the only one in Russia to. And uh, I think it's, you know, f over here in America, uh, mostly in the southern and Midwest parts, the that barefoot death matches are, are now kind of becoming a thing. And, you know, when people mention people who do it, you hear, like, Colt 45, of course, rest in peace, Colt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Sarah Doc's now doing it. Uh, Raven Havoc's yeah. done a couple. But... I don't feel like people mention you enough because even though you're not in matches that are specifically that's the stipulation, you're still in there barefoot with glass in there and tacks and barbed wire and gussets and you're just not wearing shoes. Yeah, actually I had like uh, two barefoot matches, like the situation was the barefoot match. Uh, I was wearing like the most popular matches I had. You can watch it uh, for free on YouTube too. And that's uh, Sir Charles Nabir's death, death match. There's a few, and it was really painful, actually. Oh, I, I can't imagine, dude. I mean, uh, I have young children, and when they just leave their toys out and I step on them, it hurts. I can't imagine yeah. stepping on things that would actually cut my feet up. You know, when one step in your foot already, and you can you can't uh, normally stand because as much pressure you give to your foot as deep one take uh, put inside of your foot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's a torture to move uh, on the ring to one take uh, in your foot. Oh. Uh, now you know we've been been talking about your career so far and you know what you've you've been doing with deathmatch wrestling in Russia uh, when it comes to like us American fans uh, how does it feel for you to be viewed as one of the face the faces of deathmatch wrestling in Russia uh, actually that's, uh, that's a big honor to me you know because I couldn't imagine when I started this that uh, some people in USA will know about it and it's like crazy when uh, I search that someone posted uh, pictures of me on Facebook before I even go on Facebook, you know? Yeah. It was like, wow, it, it was a shock for me. And when I registered up, I started to gain some popularity, and it's really an honor for me. And 
and it's a big happiness for me, you know. Yeah, you you have a a cult following over here. There are people that that really enjoy you. They like talking to you on Facebook. Uh, you're usually very funny, which uh, which I appreciate. But yeah, you're you're a guy that a lot of us like, and I, I love that you you have that exposure over here. That you know people can get behind you, and it's also opening up. Like specifically for me, I didn't know there was a Russian deathmatch scene until I was exposed to you. So I would not have known about Russian deathmatch wrestling if it wasn't for you. So I want to thank you for that. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. You know, I try my best. Uh, I try. Actually, me and our Shane Dupree, we like, uh, we're the first guys to do deathmatch here. So we like to invent the deathmatch scene here. Yeah, I think the beginning. I think the first uh, Russian deathmatch I ever saw was you and Sanchez. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, he he started it after a few years after me, you know. And we did a lot of matches with him, like five or four matches for now. And actually, the new one match will be released on YouTube soon. Oh, all right, awesome. Now it's like, now it's like uh, or somebody edited it or it's on the Patreon. I don't remember, but soon it will be for free on YouTube. We need a weed wrecker and uh, all this crazy shit. Oh, you know, God. like some kind of like rock bear here in my city. <laughs> uh, now, since you kind of have this, this little following over here, do you have any plans at all about coming to America? Uh, that's my dream, man. I, I really dream someday uh, to do it. But no, it's not only depends on me because I'm fucking poor. And uh, I can't afford to do it like on the road. Maybe someday I can make money to do it tomorrow. But uh, I need some help from promoters. Or I need people who uh, can help me to get visa because visa is the biggest problem. Because uh, fuck political stuff and I hate political stuff, you know. I like uh, everybody and like uh, I love USA from my childhood because of movies and music from the USA. But uh, our country is like uh, thinking that uh, people from Russia could go to the USA and never came back, you know? Yeah. And like Russian uh, government afraid of it. And maybe there's some competition be- between our countries. I don't know. I don't, I don't give a fuck. But uh, I can just put my passport, took a plane ticket, and came to the USA. It will be very, very difficult for me to get a visa and uh, like money is the problem as well. Because, you know, I can spend uh, a lot of money to get a visa and the consul, or how you call this guy here who uh, gives people visa, yeah. uh, he can like cancel it, you know, and I never get my money back. And that's the main fucking problem. So I, I need to know the proper way to spend my money and get visa 100%, you know what I mean? Yeah, and... So I can't afford uh, for me to, like, spend my money and didn't get it. Yeah. I already have, like, two passports, you know, two fucking passports, like, Russian passport and international passport. And also, I need a fucking visa, but it's kind of difficult. I need some, like, travel history, because I, I should, like, I should uh, show... Uh, the guy, the council, but uh, I'm not uh, just leave Russia. 
I mean, retirement uh, like Forex. You know what I mean? And I never been anywhere uh, in Sibir, Russia. So it's kind of difficult. And actually, uh, I'm planning to get back to Russia after the USA trip, but I don't know how to prove it for the council. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, uh, maybe there's some people who are listening who can kind of help you with that and help figure it out. Because there's a lot of us that would love to see you over here. And it'd be awesome to to get you that experience and to put you in front of a bigger crowd where people could really appreciate you. Yeah, man, that's my, really, that's my dream from the day one, you know. Because I just love uh, USA, that's my dream, and it's my fucking dream. Well, hopefully we can find some people that can make that dream a reality. Yeah, I hope to. And now it's uh, like Avicii, Elko, and this is it, man, Sterling. Uh, so besides that being one of your, your dreams, do you, what are some of your, your dreams for the future? Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know what to expect, you know, I never uh, could imagine that I'm going to do death matches all over Russia, you know, like in every past year. I couldn't imagine that, uh, there will be like some fans from that world, uh, of mine, you know. So, I don't know what to expect next. Uh, now in Russia, some guy like doing documentary about Russian wrestling. And I'm like uh, one of the main uh, like heroes in his documentary. I can't wait to, to him to release it. Maybe he will uh, sell it to the Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure, but he has a big plans on that documentary. Maybe after that documentary, Russian wrestling scene will gain some popularity worldwide, you know. Yeah. I don't know what to expect, I'm just hope everything will be good, you know? Yeah, I get that, man, and I, I hope nothing but the best for you, because uh, from everything I've ever seen you online, you seem like a really great guy, and I hope you get everything you want out of wrestling. Thank you, man, big uh, That was all I have for the wrestling questions. Uh, at this point uh, in the interview, I usually ask questions that have nothing to do with wrestling and are, are usually very stupid. So I hope you're hope you're okay with that. Um, this one's more yeah. of a of I guess a, a general knowledge question. Uh, what do you guys eat for breakfast in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, not a borscht or blini, You know, it's like a stereotype. Uh, I think we eat the same uh, as you guys over there, but I think our food sometimes is not so quality. <laughs> Uh, because our food is like way cheaper, you know. Yeah. But that's like strange fact about food in Russia. Uh, like everyone uh, from the USA, because like I've met uh, a few people here from the USA, like hanging out with them, and they all said the same that McDonald's and KFC <laughs> and Burger King is the way fucking better in Russia. When in the USA. You guys have more different stuff than we do. I've looked it up. Yeah, you guys have cooler stuff. Maybe, maybe. So a lot of like, people from the USA said, like, it's past, uh, better, you know? It's like, uh, even like, Fanta, like, uh, drink, you know? Yeah. Even very, like, very, like, fresh taste or some shit, you know? It's crazy. Uh, what's your favorite candy bar? 
you know if you have it somewhere? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I've, about I've had the, uh, the, the candy bar with, with the baby on it. I think it's Elyanka. You know, maybe we have like, uh, same candy bars, but, but with different, uh, like, names, labels, you know? Yeah. Because of some kind of, like, uh, economic shit, you know, they, sometimes they change the name. Yeah. The label of the same chocolate or the same, like. <laughs> Uh, what animal scares you the most? I hate Olaf uh, because I had like um, trouble with audio. Can you repeat the question, please? Oh, what was that, man? Sorry, you cut out for a second. I had like I, I had some glitch with audio, you know, some problems. Oh, Can you repeat? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what What animal scares you the most? I think uh, the huge one, you know, because you can do shit with the huge one, like <laughs> big elephant or like a uh, big tiger, you know, you can do shit uh, if you have a bad hand, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I love to like uh, wrestle a bear, but not the hugest one, you know. <laughs> but it's really fucking interesting. I told the booker that I would like to wrestle a bear, um, but. Most of the booker said it's like it will be too cross, you know. <laughs> uh, I actually have one more wrestling related question. Uh, today is Thanksgiving in America, so I am I'm hanging out with my mom, and uh, we are actually of Russian descent. Uh, my great grandfather immigrated from Russia to America in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So, wow, man. Uh, as a family that still has some type of a bit of a strict Russian background. What does your mom think of you being a deathmatch wrestler? Uh, actually, I hate deathmatch wrestling, you know. Uh, my mom really hates it. Uh, I think her reaction is like the typical reaction of every mother when they <laughs> saw their like, son in a bloodbath, you know, with a duct plate in his head or with like a skin transportation to his food, you know. So, like, she hated it. Yeah, that I figured that would that would be it. Uh, the last question I have. Actually, it's funny. Actually, it's funny because uh, when I was at elementary school and watched uh, IWF on TV, uh, she watched it with me. Really? And now she. And now yeah, she... yeah, she watched it with me. Like she was a fan of like space tech teams, you know. Like she hated hills, and she was hooked. Uh, on the TV, the 5 stuff, but now it's Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, the, the last question I have uh, is the one that everyone gets asked on this show. Uh, is, what's the creepiest basement you've ever been in and why? But I'm honestly not sure. Does Russia have basements? Yeah, actually... Uh, you know, like cities here, uh, a little bit different from cities in USA because, as I saw, uh, a lot of people in USA like have their own houses. You know, like yes. two floor houses, and we have like uh, like common houses here. I mean, like uh, a lot of like big buildings, uh, and there's a lot of like rooms for people, and in every uh, big building here, we have a basement. Uh, and it's really fucking scary because 
it smells awful. There's a lot of hobos uh, who like uh, junkies and like oh, a lot Christ. of red, red a lot of red people. And when I uh, had a shoot job at uh, like door factory, uh, I like set it apart two doors. A lot of the times I worked at the basement here over the city to set the fireproof mm. door and it's really like smell fucking disgusting, you know. There's a lot of teeth and shit and rats and Oh god. Um, Sounds like boss. Yeah, it's not it's not so scary, it's just awful, you know, like it's uh, looks terrible. That's actually even if it's like an old uh, building from the USSR days. So uh, a lot of uh, like basements almost seven dorms here. So yeah, we have a lot of scary looking basements. Oh, that that still sounds scary, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. That doesn't sound like a fun time. Uh, besides besides that, uh, now is uh the time that I I usually give to to the the worker. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can follow you online? Uh. I know you get suspended from Facebook a lot, but do you want to still still put that out there? You know, I always block on the Facebook. <laughs> like, every comment I did is some kind of a joke. They always block me. Last time, someone asked me uh, where uh, is, like, the Blood and Sand event is on a YouTube or not. And I said to him, like, rushing the two down to post things in time. So we're gonna post the blood and send event after everybody will forget about it. And Facebook fucking blocked me after one minute because I said rushing that down. That's fucking ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I'm rushing, I can't see this rushing that down, you know? I'm done too. <laughs> so, like, that's funny. But you can follow me on Facebook and on the Instagram. And actually, I had one Instagram profile deleted, like, completely with all my followers. And I have a new one, uh, and you can follow me on Instagram. Actually, some crazy fan uh, did an Instagram map of Nabiz yesterday. So it's like Instagram uh, filter map. I don't know how to say it in English, if you know what I mean, like special effects. And it's like my own map on the Instagram, so you can follow me and okay. like check out this crazy map with blood and barbed wire on your face. <laughs> it's a cool fucking effort. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, again, thank you so much uh, for taking this time uh, in your evening to to spend with me and to talk about wrestling and to to let people learn more about you. And uh, I had a great time, man. I hope you had fun. Thank you, man. Big thank you. I really appreciate it. It was like a fun time. We can do it again, you know, because I need more practice on my English because <laughs> I only study from the movies, you know, and I don't have a lot of people to talk with on English. So practice will be uh, like very useful for me. Oh yeah, man! Of course, I'll. I would love to have you on again and just and just talk and chill. And actually, I think your English is is very good. So you should be proud of that. Because uh, one of the reasons I did not last very long trying to learn Russian <laughs> is because of how difficult it is to learn a new alphabet. I think Russian is difficult because I still don't understand the rules of uh, uh, Russian language. You know. Uh, it's like I just know how to talk in Russian, but I know how to like uh, write in Russian, but it's like an instinct, you know? Yeah. I don't know the rules correctly. So 
yeah, Russell language, I think it's like more uh, harder than English because there's a lot of stupid rules that like people from another country couldn't understand. Yeah. Sometimes our language is not so logical, you know? Yeah. Which I get, but I, I feel like English has a lot of dumb stuff too because there's a lot of words. One word can have three or four meanings, so it's hard to, to figure out what you want to use it for. Yeah, we have it here too, but you know, in English, uh, you can uh, easily understand uh, what uh, meaning of the word you mean, you know? Yeah. And in Russia, it's much more difficult if you not live in Russia, and if you're not Russian, uh, you have a lot of chances to not understand what the meaning of the word they mean, you know? It's really difficult. I get that. I do. Well, all right, man. I hope you have... Yeah, actually, I wanted to say, like, I fucking love English language because when I see Russian wrestling with Russian commentary, sometimes I want to puke uh, because I really like doing this commentary and watching. That's why I posted it to you, like, days ago. Anyway, thank you, man. Oh, yeah, I wanted to say, did you find anyone to do English commentary for your matches? Yeah, man, I found, like, 40 people, and uh, I don't even have so much matches without commentary. <laughs> like, people, I have more people now who want to do English commentary than I have matches for English commentary. Oh, that's fun. It's it crazy. Yeah, man, and that's, that's great, though, that you had that many people from over here reach out and want to help you. That, that's what I love about the Deathmatch community. Yeah, they were fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, we are. Huh? We are. Well, all right, Alex. Again, thank you so much. Uh, I really had a good time, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you soon. Uh, Dos vidania. <laughs> good night, man. Good night. All right, everybody. That was Alex Nabiev. Uh, as he was kind of alluding to, there's a lot of his stuff you can actually find on YouTube. Um the way I did it was just search Alexander Nabiev, and then once that stuff comes up, you can also find uh, some of his name in, well, the acrylic version of his name, which is the Russian alphabet, or just go to Google Translate, type in Alexander Nabiev, hit enter, and then the acrylic will come up, and you can copy that and post it, because you will find matches in both, you know, the English spelling of his name and the acrylic spelling of his name. And there's crazy, crazy ones on both sides. Alexander does a lot of insane matches with... Just just go look, man. The Slavonic Violence Tournament's enough, or enough for, to, to hook you on the Russian deathmatch scene. Uh, you know, guys know where to find me on social medias, Alone in the Basement on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is AITB Podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm getting to that part. <laughs> uh, that the yeah, as kind of alluded to earlier, that was the first international guest ever on the podcast, and uh, I love that there's actually people from other countries that listen. I do have a very small following in Russia, so I I hope the uh, the Russian fans <laughs> enjoy this. And uh, it is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm thankful uh, for you know a number of things, most especially my children. I love them very much. Uh, they're the number one thing in my life. Uh, my mom's here. Thankful for my mom. Uh, thankful for my close friends and family. And thankful for all you guys out there listening. 
and don't forget jazz. Yeah, Jasmine too. And uh just listening, supporting, taking time and listening to me rant about dumb stupid shit. So, thanks all of you. Love you guys and I'll talk to you next week.